Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. citizen. Silent night. Not so silent podcast. Because that would be kind of a stupid concept. <laughs> silent podcast. Well, welcome to another digital system, everybody. Doesn't that sound like a good idea, Luke? You mean like how H3 Podcast did the silent library? Literally library, a podcast did yes. something that's called silent library, which <laughs> yes. just goes against the whole concept of a podcast. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Yes. It's going pretty good. It's been a, a week for sure. Well, not quite a week because... We're recording on a Tuesday. I got a doctor's appointment tomorrow, so yeah, we got. I, I could. That was just the only day I could get one, so I we yeah. had to do that. I got. I had. I've got a not. It's gut things. I had diverticulitis. I have diverticulitis, I guess, which mm-hmm. uh. I don't know. It causes infections in 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 your uh, intestines, uh, and. Like, two weeks ago, I was like, oh, I feel something weird. And so I got a doctor's appointment, and uh, that was the only time I could get it. But now I'm actually not really feeling that bad because it's, like, two weeks later. So now I'm just going to go to the doctor and be like, hey, you know, two weeks ago, I wasn't feeling great. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like... Can can you give me medication for two weeks ago? (laughs) Well, I think it's also, like, this is a chronic condition that I'm going to live with, like, my whole life. So having the doctor know, like, okay, this is the issue and I might have to come back later, That that's a whole other, like... So that's really why I'm going tomorrow. But it's going to be a... it's going to be a thing. But aren't you glad you live in America and don't have to pay for your doctor? I mean, nobody... Well, luckily, in my state, we have health care, <laughs> that I have free health care in, in Oregon. So, luckily, I live in a good oh my God. state. Yeah. Um, Do you hear that? All everybody go and bombard uh, Oregon because they are a socialist country. They a, co- a socialist turn... state? I mean... <laughs> yes. I, I mean They're we... going to turn to guacamole next year. If you're watching like Fox News or something, they'd be like, that drugs are all legal and you get free health care and everybody's uh, a hippie and they're all burning down their cities because of black lives matter that's like what everybody outside of Oregon thinks of Oregon as i guess mm-hmm. we're like uh yeah you mean utopia no it's not like actually free free healthcare you know like if i i can get like two like uh dental cleanings a year i you know i can mm-hmm. go get regular checkups and things like that but like if i had to go get like a surgery it's not going to cover everything you know like that kind right. of thing yeah yeah but it's better than yeah, nothing no. for sure yeah, it's not Norway. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not Canada or Norway or something like that, yeah. Uh, would you rather live in America or uh, with the healthcare system that you have? Or would you like integrate it with, with the Norwegian system? Or would you rather live in Norway? Uh, well, I mean, just... Because I've lived here my whole life, I would say I'd rather integrate it more than anything. Because, like, you know, my family's here. All the people I know are here. So it would be... Yeah, I'd rather just have it, like, 
some type of, you know, national healthcare system in America. That would, I mean, that's what I've always... I think it's 100% possible. I think if we didn't spend billions of dollars on weapons for other countries, we could probably uh, wing it pretty easily, to be honest. What other countries are you <laughs> thinking of right now? Well, there's Ukraine, <laughs> which is the obvious answer, but there's yeah. many other countries. I think uh, the Biden administration just earmarked like millions and hundreds of millions of dollars to be sent to Africa for uh, mm-hmm. defense for weapons and things like that. So, yeah, uh, not just Ukraine, but all over the world. The killing machines we buy up and set, we just... I just saw an, uh, another article this week about how the Navy, no, the Air Force, released the, the brand new stealth fighter jet that they, uh, stealth fight fighter, like bomber, you know, like they had the mm-hmm. stealth fighter jet from the 80s that was like that secret project that was in every movie that you saw as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like Top Gun? Yeah, they released, a, they're like, <laughs> we built a new one. And it spent. It, we spent millions and millions, probably billions of dollars to develop it. They don't. It. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the capability. Uh, like they designed it to sh- fire a specific type of weapon. That weapon does not. Ex- mm-hmm. That missile doesn't exist yet. They haven't developed the missile that they developed the aircraft for. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, the, the, and then uh, we. But you know, we can't have healthcare. So we can't take care of homeless yeah. people. But we can't have. A stealth fighter that doesn't actually fire any m- missiles because those missiles don't actually exist. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember there was this uh, over. Uh, what what is the opposite of a short age? A short age? A long age? I don't know what you mean by short age. <laughs> short age. <laughs> a shortage. Oh, a, a shortage. Uh, a, a, an abundance. <laughs> abundance. Yeah, you had an. Abundance of of, uh, of uh, tanks, and you like we're giving it free to like uh, police departments around in America some years ago. Well, they're not really tanks, but yeah, they is. Remember that it it yeah, there was a law that was passed during the Obama administration to give surplus is what they called it military equipment to the yes. police. Yeah, and that's uh, yes. what happened when you saw what happened in. Uh, different cities around the country during like Black Lives Matter, you saw these giant mm-hmm. MRAP tank things coming out, including like Portland and different places around the country. Um, yeah, those were that was all given to the police by like the U- U.S. government from military application. It's a, like that's one of the things that gets glossed over with the whole Black Lives Matter movement is the militarization of the United States police force. Yeah. I can see how short age and short age sounds like. This. Well, you the way you said it, you kind of paused in the middle. You had like a little pause, and so it sounded like that. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I'm not American. And I was like, short age. What does that even mean? Short age. It's like a small amount of age. Extremely short. That's when when you grow up to be four years old. Right. Oh. It's uh, maybe that's like a uh, what do you call it when you the the guy who went grew backwards in that movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That shit, uh, Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Yeah, I that movie was yeah. terrible. Everybody was like, "Oh, it's so great." Everybody loved that movie because I cried at the end. But you yes. sat through like 
three hours of nonsense to cry <laughs> once at the end. Yeah. Well, I saw the new uh, Avatar is coming out. I think it's this weekend. I saw the commercial for it last night. Yeah. They're yeah, really banking on the 3D in the commercial yeah. that I saw. And it's like, okay, that uh, that's really run its course, guys. 3D? Yeah, okay. I, I, I saw uh, a Norwegian newspaper talking about it giving, like... Uh, so, in Norway, you, we usually give it a dice from 1 to 6. And I gave it 6, uh, like... It uh, and like like said it was one of the best experiences you could have, and I I do remember watching the first Avatar. I saw it in uh, the biggest cinema in Norway called Kuruseum Kino in in uh, Oslo, um, and it was an experience. I mean, I was flabbergasted over the the visual effects back then. I still were was bored to tears, but <laughs> the the visual uh, aspects of the movie were fucking amazing. Yeah, but at the same time, that was at a, a period in history where like three D cinema was like a thing with like blue and red in like the se late seventies, oh, yeah, early eighties, yeah. and it it disappeared. And then Avatar was kind of the beginning of this new age of real D three D, which is like the cl yeah. the clear glasses we have now. Uh, which mm -hmm. is like a polarization 3D. It's different than like the tooth color version. Uh, right. And I think that is why people were like, oh, wow, this is so amazing. Is because it was new. It was something that people hadn't seen before. 3D yeah. movies in this real D uh, space has been around for 15 years at this point, or how, however long it's been since the Avatar came out. And yeah. I don't think that that... Um, the hype is there anymore in the same way it was when it was new when it was a new technology you know what i mean no the hype for the technology i agree that it's not there i still think there's hype for the movie because oh my god they are going underwater and i mean well i think it's a nostalgia uh, thing more like people grew up on it and and they remember oh, like definitely. oh wow that was the yes. first movie i saw in 3d and i it was blew yeah. me away and but i think that nostalgia factor is not going to like they'll go see it for that nostalgia factor but when they actually watch it they're going to go oh wow this is like the same as a lot of 3D movies I've seen <laughs> right I can't personally I can't watch those real D movies my brain after like 20 minutes starts to be like this is two images I'm going to uh make you dizzy and cause you to want to throw up <laughs> yeah a lot of people get headaches and things like that from it uh, what is definitely giving me a headache this week is Boris Johnson. Gosh. Yeah, he's not even Man. prime minister, and yet he's getting in everybody's way. Uh. <laughs> yeah, why Why is that, you say? Because Boris Johnson has urged the government of the UK to provide long-range missiles to, the, to, to, the, to Ukraine to allow them to, quote-unquote, take out Russian sites. Uh... Yeah, that seems like a amazing idea there, Mr. Boris Johnson. Have you uh, any stocks in weapons in World War II? Right, yeah. Chance? That would be a good thing for them to look up in this article, right? <laughs> Johnson spoke to the MPs on Monday and pleaded for the Defense Secretary Ben Wallace to pledge more support for the, the Ukrainian army. Uh, the equipment should include drones, air, anti-aircraft 
missiles, planes, armored cars and tanks, and long-range systems. The former Prime Minister said, The House will know that supplies of British, American, and other Western equipment have been absolutely vital to helping our Ukrainian friends to protect themselves against the continuing and merciless Russian attacks. Right. Here, Here's the question, though. Have... Ukraine really asked for a long... Uh, yeah. Uh, at least Zelensky yeah. has been, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Downing Street indicated the UK is not planning to provide these long-range missiles. Rene Sunak said, You will know that the military equipment that we provide to Ukraine is for use in Ukraine to enable it to defend itself against this... El- illegal evasion right you remember right. last week i was saying the whole thing about this portraying it as a defensive war as opposed to an offensive war and that's what mm-hmm. Renish, uh that's what the prime minister is saying here right yeah yeah it it amazes me it really really amazes me that they have the chutzpah to to well uh, that uh, um, Boris Johnson has the chutzpah to 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 think this this is a good idea because it's probably the worst idea I have ever heard in my entire fucking life when it comes to this war the other thing is they're talking about how or they I mean Boris Johnson is saying uh, our weapons are the ones keeping them from, you know, being taken over. Um, right. And we just need to keep giving them more and more weapons. If we, like, what are they doing with these weapons if the latest thing that we heard last week is they were using, you know, Soviet-era, uh, un, you know, unmanned aircraft that they had modified? Why are they modifying right. these old Soviet things if they got so much of our hardware? That was a yeah. weird question I yeah. thought about this week. It's like, why are you yeah. having to use this old Soviet-era stuff when we're send- sending you billions of dollars worth of weapons? What are you doing? Yeah. What's going on? What are you doing Doing with all this money? Yeah, that's an amazing, good question. But uh, to make it a little more um, stupid, uh, it's not only Boris Johnson that. Yeah, was, that would be one uh, thing, right? If it was just Boris Johnson, yeah. Yes, but it's also Lithuania's prime minister uh, that wants to give Ukraine long range missiles. You know, Lithuania. The, she, uh, she said the Ukrainians need this sort of weapon and added that neither the US made ATA CMS or the European equivalent would do. Uh, yeah, not only the prime minister of Lithuania, but the Estonian foreign minister is also calling on NATO uh, to give Ukraine long range weapons as well as tanks. Uh, so it's not just Boris Johnson. This is coming around from other places within Europe. Um, I think a lot of it. Yeah, Lithuania and Estonia is is. To two of the Baltic countries for people that don't know where that right, is. Right. Okay. Um, so I I I can see that they are a little afraid of uh, Russian. I, I don't think that's what it is. You, I, you, what I think this big push to try, for, especially from these countries, because they're they're fairly poorer countries. Um, right. And they're going to be hit hardest of most anybody 
uh, most any country in Europe, as far as the energy crisis goes and the upcoming really cold winter that's about to happen, mm-hmm. I can see them being like, okay, we need this war to end by any means necessary. Just blow the shit out of them so we can end this so we don't, so our people don't die in the cold. Which, yeah. I can see that as the reason that this is being pushed so hard right now, as like the idea of a solution to try to end this quickly so that that doesn't happen. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's the actual... Because like, even if you did do that, uh, I don't know that that's going to solve the problem. It's probably just going to increase the problem, right? Yeah, I think it's going to increase the problem. Because then it's just going to piss the Russians off to do something yeah. even more nefarious, whether it be a small nuke or something like that, right? Yeah. And uh, not only is it Lithuania or Estonia, but Pentagon is also supporting Ukraine long-range missiles. Well, it's... Holy fuck. We're not... They're not saying... They says they're now more likely to support... Okay, and this is actually coming... Oh, more likely to support. Okay. <laughs> and this is coming from an anonymous U.S. defense source uh, from... <laughs> <laughs> that spoke to a British newspaper. So they were kind of, mm. this this story is definitely, you know, it's not as concrete as the other ones, okay? Right. Um but it's definitely worth putting in here because it says here the Pentagon is now more likely to support the Ukraine's plan for long-range attacks uh against targets deep inside of Russia. An anonymous US defense source told the Times that the fear of escalation has changed since the beginning. It's different now. This is because of the calculus uh, of war has changed as a result of the suffering and brutality the Ukrainians are being subjected to. Uh, and and the fears that Russia would launch a tactical nuclear strike on a member of NATO bordering Russia. Uh, but Washington does not want to be seen as encouraging Ukraine to strike Ru- Russia. Secretary of State Anthony Brinken said... We have neither encouraged nor enabled the Ukrainians to strike inside of Russia. However, a separate U.S. military source, this is another anonymous source, said, we're not saying to Kiev, don't strike the Russians uh, in in Russia. We can't tell them what to do. It's up to them how they use their weapons. But, (laughs) But when they use the weapons that we have supplied... The right, only thing that we mean. insist on is that the Ukraine, Ukraine military conforms to international laws of war and the Geneva Convention. So I, that actually answers why they would use the Soviet-era missile to, to send in instead of the U.S., because they made an agreement with the U.S. to not use their weapons for that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There, that answers that question. Yeah, this is a scary escalation, obviously. Um, Very and I think. So. We've been following this whole thing of the long-range weapons. We even talked about it last week as, like, you know, sending the 94 uh, mile is not long-range, but uh, now they're discussing, not only discussing, but are being pushed by, you know, major political figures around Europe to do it, so. Yeah, uh, and... uh... I I I uh, I saw Jens, uh, Jens Stoltenberg. Uh, he's the leader of NATO, coming out talking about this, and uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. It really, really doesn't look good. But uh, I mean, the tension between the U.S. and uh, and Russia isn't at all bad. So 
because uh, I mean you they freed some uh, a basketball player this week so aren't you happy I mean it shows that the Russians and the US are talking and having like yeah. back and forth which that's at least a good sign right for like for peace talks that they're actually yeah. having talks whether they be specific specifically about Ukraine this one is uh, about U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner. Uh, Russia has freed the U.S. basketball star in a dramatic high-level prisoner exchange with notorious arms dealer Victor Bout, uh, the so-called Merchant of Death, who has been uh, has been held in prison for up to 12 years. Uh, Biden, who made Griner's release top priority after she spent 10 months in jail in on drug charges. Uh, said she was in good spirits. They made a swap in Abu Dhabi. She She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home, uh, is what they said. The president expressed the regret. The deal did not include Paul Whelan, a Michigan corporate security executive jailed in December 2018 on espionage charges that his family and the U.S. government deny, right? I remember us covering when that guy got arrested. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the Br- Britney Griner thing, uh, I think it was good. I, I think it was uh, the correct thing to do. I do agree that it was um, maybe a little much giving giving them Victor Bout, but um, in another way, it also maybe makes, like you said, peace talks uh, a little more easy. Yeah, I I, I think uh, Victor Bout, from what I am to understand, is like, he's not exactly um, safe now that he's out of prison. I mean, this guy right, was no. a notorious arms dealer who probably has not only a lot of dangerous uh, friends who probably uh, aren't happy with him for certain reasons, but... Uh, governments who probably aren't happy with him so uh mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if this guy uh uh shoots himself in the face and hangs himself at the same time or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. while he's also drowning himself. yeah exactly <laughs> yes in a car that uh, uh the brakes go out on yeah <laughs> <laughs> over a cliff Exactly. Yeah, and it's just yes. strange coincidence, but it just <laughs> that, mm. that I just see that happening to that guy. I guess. Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein uh, totally killed himself. So, nice that? Anyway, talk about conspiracy theories. Um, uh, cinema switches to independent, checking up the Senate. I uh, I think this is good. You think it's good? I mean, it's just weird. It doesn't really change anything as far as, like, voting-wise, as far as, like, the breakup of things, because she's never really been liberal, Kristen Sinema. Right. Uh, Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema is changing her party affiliation to independent uh, from Democrat. In a 45-minute interview, the senator told Politico that she will not caucus with Republicans, though, and suggested that she intends to vote the same way she has for the last four years. Providing that cinema sticks to that vow, Democrats will have a workable Senate majority in the next Congress. Yeah, I mean, like, we should point out Bernie is an independent. Right? right? And he votes more, almost always Democrat, where this lady votes 
even when she was Democrat, was voting like 50-50 Republican yeah. and 50-50 Democrat. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Christian cinema has never been on my list of uh, hardcore uh, uh, Democrats. I mean, so like I, I, I even said last week, like the last two years, the reason that nothing's been getting done, specifically like the Build Back Better plan, was Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin, right? So Right. Yeah, no, so I think I think it's good because I don't think she can win as an independent next time she has to. Well, it's Arizona, and that uh, is the state where it's everything's kind of gone the other... Like, it's the one state right. where everything's gone more Republican uh, instead of Democrat, at least in the midterms. So I think her thing is, like... To try to get reelected in 2024, she goes independent. That way, she can kind of it. She doesn't uh, alienate a certain base of voters in Arizona who would want to vote for her, but they're like, "I'm not going to vote right. for a Democrat," you know. So maybe she's that's it. Maybe it's more of a political ploy than anything else. Is to try to it, it's her trying to get reelected. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what I really wanted to talk about when it comes to conspiracy theory is this incredibly convenient death of this U.S. soccer journalist, Grant Wall. Oh, actually, that before we move mm-hmm. on, I had an interesting thought about cinema and Joe Manchin, actually, before we go yeah, into yeah, the on. soccer journalist thing. I just remembered it, but uh, Joe Manchin, if he was to go independent, I, I think I even talked about this when uh, we had the split during the 2020 election where we had Biden versus Bernie uh, in the debate, and um, it was right as Bernie was winning, and then everybody in the party dropped out, and then Biden all of a sudden was winning. And I was like, I see a split in the Democratic Party as far as like the progressives and the more corporate Democrats. And I can see that the the party splitting off into two separate parties, which we also see with the Republicans. You got the corporate mm-hmm. Republicans and then the MAGA Republicans. But mm-hmm. I can see Cinema and Mansion specifically splitting off into an independent quote unquote party and creating that into like some kind of corporate Democratic Party. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And then we have the more uh, basically what I'm saying is like Bernie his whole thing in twenty. 20- 15 was we need to take over the democratic party and remake it in our own image and i think he's i think he's winning <laughs> you know what i'm saying i think it's working already uh, at this point where these bad corporate democrats are like having to move over to the to a different side because they realize they they're looked at negatively on the democratic side you know mm. Yeah, and good, not good enough on the Republican side. Well, it's interesting for a future, because like in 10 years, are we going to have four U.S. parties? Or are we going to have the MAGA party, the corporate Republicans, right. the corporate Democrats, and then the progressive Democrats? Are, are we all going to, is it going to all split off? That would be, in my mind, actually a good thing. So, I don't know. Um, um, I mean, I think we will know a lot the closer we come to 2024. The funny, well, yeah, I I don't think this is going to be like a th- this coming up election thing. It's going to be something ten years down the line, like I said. Yeah. But I can. It, wouldn't it be hilarious if the corporate Democrats were called the Independents 
and then the progressive <laughs> Democrats are called the Democrats. The Democrats, that would be funny. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, journalist yeah. Grant Wall... Uh, yes. ...dies while covering World Cup on. match in Qatar. Yes. And a longtime That's sports writer died Friday in Qatar. Uh, NPR national supervising editor Russell Lewis tweeted that Wall was covering... Argentina-Netherlands quarterfinal match when he died. Wall was in the area mm-hmm. uh, for media at the stadium when he fell ill and was tended to on-site by paramedics. Taken to the hospital, a spokesman for the Qatar Supreme Committee said the cause of death is not immediately available. He, his body has been brought back to the U.S. to figure mm. that out. Like, they're going to do a full autopsy here. Because obviously, I don't know. Smell it, poison. I don't know if you would trust the autopsy in Qatar. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. No, no. So why do you do we have conspiracy hats when it comes to this death? Why? Why is this so special? Why are we talking about this guy? Uh, right. Uh, the U.S. State Department expressed its condolences to Wall's family and say they have been close communication with the Qataris. Uh, let's see. Uh, right. This was. This is the same... It's Oh, here it is. In his writing, Wall has reflected an extraordinary... The extraordinary nature of the World Cup in Qatar, noting an incident on November 21st when he said he was stopped by security guards and held because he refused to remove a t-shirt with a rainbow logo on it that signified the LGD, LGBTQ plus rights and, uh, and that same-sex relations are illegal in Qatar. So, he's the guy with right. the rainbow shirt. And then he ends up just kind of dying in the middle of a match, like, at the stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't know, of course, the cause of death yet. But something that, I guess, uh, in one of his recent, like, blog posts or whatever he does as his uh, as his job, he said that he had been taken to be checked out because he was having a, having a hard time with something, like... He was feeling sick already previous to this happening, and he had already right. been checked out. So it's possible that something, he just got sick. There's also, uh, there's a lot of people, like, it could be COVID, it could be this, it could be that. So oh, yeah. we're not sure yet, but it like you said, <laughs> considering yes. who he is and the, not the international outcry that happened over his T-shirt, it seems uh, like there could be nefarious uh, uh, happenings on, right? Yeah, definitely. I, 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 uh, I don't think the Qataris uh, looked at him in a good way, and and they they've killed people before, so. Wouldn't surprise me if they tried it again. Right, and he's, okay, now, he's a U.S. journalist, we should put in... Yes. So this goes into, like, the whole discussion lately we've been having with, like, Jamal Khashoggi as well, and just other countries killing U.S. journalists. What are they going to give yeah. this... Are they going to give the Qatari prime minister immunity in the next year, or what? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we're going to talk about two health things in a row. Uh, one that I think is extremely stupid and one i think is extremely smart let's start with the extremely stupid one 
Uh, New Zealand bans future generations from buying tobacco under new laws. Uh, yeah, future generations of New Zealanders will be banned from purchasing tobacco products as part of a package uh, of a new smoke anti-smoking law that passed Parliament on Tuesday. The suite of new laws include a ban on selling tobacco to anyone born on or after January 1st, 2009. This is punishable by fines of up to $95,910, like almost $100,000 in fines. Mm-hmm. Holy mm -hmm. crap. <clears throat> yeah. The ban will remain in place for the person's whole life. The legislation will also reduce the amount of nicotine allowed in tobacco products. Uh, and cut the number of retailers able to sell tobacco by 90%. So it would be like head shops. Like, you'd only be able to buy tobacco in specific shops. Like, in Oregon, liquor stores are separate from... Like, you can't go to the grocery store and buy hard liquor. There's, like, right. a specific store to buy hard liquor. You can go to the grocery store and buy beer, you know, uh, or, or wine, but you can't buy hard liquor. So I think it's going to be kind of like that there. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, prohibition, that worked, right? Right, yeah, prohibition didn't really... It kind of created a whole lot of crime and problems. What? R really? So you say taking things away from people, even though you think it, it's harmful, will create more crime, you say? It will create a black market of people <laughs> trying to sell cigarettes and, like... Exactly! Vape, vape juice and everything else like that, yeah. This is so fucking stupid. I I I I mean I I I say hooray as a former smoker that smoked from I was 16 to I was 32 I think 32 34 somewhere. I hate smoking and I still miss it. <laughs> this day today. But I I do think that making a law like this will just make thing making thing illegal make it uh, uh, being curious of things is very normal when you are a youth, and making it illegal to buy cigarettes will ma make it just more. Um, yeah, like you said, it will just push people to the black market. Yeah, there'll be underground hookah parties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it'll be like rave culture back in the day with ecstasy, except people will be sitting around hooking it up. And, like, then there'll be more classy ones that are, like, cigar parties where they're all sitting around smoking cigars in, like, a, in a lounge and stuff. But it's totally illegal. <laughs> Hey, do you want the prince? The first puff is free. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's. I don't think it will be as bad as alcohol prohibition necessarily because number one, over the last bunch no. of years, I feel like, especially young people, know oh, yeah, young more people. and more than even than we did when we were kids. Yeah. That, that cigarettes yeah. are just stupid, and it's like if you're gonna smoke something, you. Just go smoke some weed or something, right? Yeah. And I think that is one thing about the this generation of youth, but that doesn't mean the next generation, when they find right. out that this is illegal, aren't gonna yeah do the do right. that. But I think this generation it's, 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 knows, yeah. But it's the making illegal part that I don't like. 
like make it harder to buy, make it harder to consume, educate, educate it, people yeah. more. Yeah. And I think that's definitely the thing that's caused people to not smoke anymore as much oh, is definitely. education. It's not the scare tactics like we saw in the 80s of drugs, like yeah. anti-drug stuff. and thing. It's like saying, hey, if you smoke cigarettes, you're going to wrinkle up and look like a wrinkly old person when you're, you know, you're going to have, like, tough, like, uh, leather skin and shit. And, it, mm-hmm. like, you don't want to look like that when you grow up or, and have, like, horrible smoker cough and have, like, a... What's that thing you put in tracheotomy thing? Like all those mm-hmm. things, seeing those things are what you know educate people. It it is also kind of a scare tactic, but it's not a scare tactic in the same way as like, uh, the egg thing. Your egg. This is your brain on drugs. It's more right. like actual things that could actually happen, like real actual <laughs> consequences, right? Instead of, oh, this is your brain on drugs, this is a broken egg. Like, that's not actual, yeah, yeah. that's just scare tactics. I guess that's the difference, yeah. Well, in that case, I have broken some eggs. <laughs> well, how do you, you're going to make, you got to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs, that's what they say, so. Yeah. That's what I say. And if but, you okay. need to make a kid, huh? mm-hmm. if you need to make and a you child, need... you need to break some condoms. Mm-hmm. Is is that the 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 thing? Is like I saw. Oh gosh, this reminds me. I'm having a a flashback here. The, this reminds me of uh, the story that I heard some years ago of this lady. Uh, that was sentenced to jail f- for sticking hole in her husband's condoms, so they could have children together. Uh, I mean that happens. Uh, that's like a thing that I've heard my whole life. I don't know if that's yeah. real or not, but who knows? But yeah, France is to make f- condoms free for anyone under twenty-five. That is an amazing idea from uh, Macron. I like that. Right. Because French uh, oh, French President Emmanuel Macron announced Friday they will make condoms free in pharmacies for anyone up to the age of 25. The move comes as the government says sexually transmitted diseases are on the rise among young people. And this year's ec- inflation is cutting especially deeply into budgets. Girls and women under 25... Uh, already can get free birth control in France as part of the government's efforts to ensure that young people of all incomes can prevent unwanted pregnancy, but existing existing measures do not apply to men, however, or specifically address access for transgender or non-binary people. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Macron said that Thursday that the condoms would be free in pharmacies for anyone 18 to 25. This is starting on January 1st, so beginning of the year. Uh... Yeah, and this there's it's not only sexually transmitted diseases, but like young pregnancy is up there as well. As yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're in France, you can fuck the New Year's in with free condoms. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, condoms. I think it, it's you know they're not that expensive, so it's really an easy thing to give away for free. Number one, um, which I think if you at least here in America at like Planned Parenthood. I, like you know where they do abortions and things also uh mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure you can just go in and get free condoms here in america at planned parenthood i'm pretty sure 
So I I would think so. Yeah, we have we have health stations here in Norway where you where you can get free condoms as well. Yeah, it just seems like a very obvious thing, and even mm-hmm. doing that, it's not going to hundred percent guarantee that like people go and get the free condoms and use them, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it says Planned Parenthood does have free condoms. So if you're in America yeah. and you need a free condom, I guess you can go there. Um, yeah. And take it on La Baguette. <laughs> right, yeah. Did they? Friends? Maybe they'll have, like, Christmas tree-themed condoms. I bet that exists, right? Like a green condom that has little ornaments on it. When you roll it out, it has it. You know what I'm saying? That could be entertaining. Or 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 a condom with flavor of candy cane. That's got with the stripes, that like the red and white with stripes. stripes. Yeah. I think that has to exist. I remember when I was a kid that going to the bowling to. alley and seeing like all the novelty calling condoms in the bowling alley, the glow in the dark ones, and the yeah yeah. yeah. That, so Christmas tree. I don't think pine flavor would be very good though. <laughs> Condoms, Ew. right? It would ha- it would have to be like Ugh. gingerbread or something, yeah. Oh yeah. And then you can say ho 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 ho, and you can, uh, and then you get slapped in the face. And then you get slapped, yes. Uh, <laughs> the reason why you're bringing up tree is that because of the ugly solar pa- panels in Rome. Uh, a row has broken out over two ugly solar panels intended to power the Christmas lights on Ro- Rome's traditional Christmas tree. There was always much anticipation in, in the capital when the fur arrives in Piazza Venzia uh, in the historic center, with many giving uh, their view of, on the choice of decoration. This year, the decision to install two giant solar panels at the base sparked a row. An art critic and undersecretary at the culture ministry described the in- Initiative as an exposition of bogus environmentalism. Uh, okay. He said okay. he has sought clar- <laughs> clarification from Rome's superintendent for archaeology that he wages a battle in defense of the landscape. Uh, okay. This is an idea a la Greta Thornburg, he said, adding that the panel should not be placed in a monumental square where there are plenty of al- when there are plenty of alternatives. Okay, well, maybe. I mean, yeah, they could just... I guess his thing is, like, they could just put the panels, like, out of sight and then run the cables to the tree. Yeah, I understand that, but it's like, why? It's really not a big... It's not a big deal, I guess. It, is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, Yeah, I don't think it's, like... I mean, I'm looking at a picture, and, like, it's not that big of that an eye. I think, yeah... No. I think they're saying it's like an eyesore, and, but I think this is one of those things where like people are so used to seeing this, seeing something the same way every year for years and years and years. They mm. grew, they grew up this way, and they're like n- not used to change, and they don't like change. It's like that scene in uh, Wayne's World where the little arm starts moving, and he's like, "We fear change." That's this yeah, guy. Yeah. He, they just fear change, and they're like, oh my god, it looks different. I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm going to go complain to my local uh, politician. It's like the most Karen, Karen thing ever, right? Yeah. Oh, it's up there. Yeah, it's definitely... It's, pretty... it, it's, you know, uh, contact the manager kind of 
mentality. <laughs> to contact the manager. Well, uh, Tron is not going to say anything because he doesn't have anything to say. Tron was sick this week. He said he lost his voice. And he said he was going to try to get us something. And that if he did, it w- it, he would probably end up sounding like Tom Waits. Uh, but he didn't send us anything, so... <laughs> Well, we wish him well. Yeah, feel better. TV round. Uh, I guess I don't really have any much TV this week. It's been two, two TV shows this week I've seen. So I'm going to guess that we've seen the two, the two TV shows that was on this week. Uh, yeah, I think it's slow. You know, it's coming up to Christmas, and so you know, some stations are just replaying old Christmas movies like back to back and things like that. So. I just think this is the time of year you're not going to have too many new shows. Uh, mm-hmm. But one new show, Dragon Age Absolution, a cartoon yeah, on show. Netflix. On Netflix. Uh, what is this based on something? I swear this was based on something. Uh, yeah, it's a game called Dragon Age. Okay. I know that. Um, and there's got to be, like, a first one of these, because they they keep referencing... Either that or they're referencing the game, because they keep being like, oh, there you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you are, yes. this specific person. They're acting like you should know mm. these characters before ever seeing this. So, um, I'm, yeah, I guess they're just, base, they're just basing it off the games. So, I, I've never played the games, but I wonder if this is, like, a follow-up to other... To, to a specific game or not, you know, you know what I mean? I have absolutely no clue. Right, or if it's a didn't. spin-off or what. Yeah. Yeah, because they they do, they s- treat the characters like you should know these characters already in episode one. Would you gr- agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were very like, oh, hey, <laughs> hey there. <laughs> or there, the very one much. characters ha- have a previous relationship, clearly, where they were in a relationship and now they don't like each other anymore. Right. Uh, and, and they reference as, as though you should ha- remember that relationship. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, but at least you referenced it in a way that now I understand what's going on, right? Yeah, no, but it's uh, it's not bad. It's just... Totally uninteresting. Sure. Um, I think if we if we I, were fans of the game, maybe it would be better. Maybe. Maybe. I have no fucking clue. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, the animation is not great. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. Um. Looks like something and from not, the early two thousands, maybe. And it's not that interesting a storyline. Um, it's still not the worst thing I saw saw this week, but, um, yeah, no, I will give it a 3.5. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'd probably give it a, yeah, a 3. I mean, it's just, the animation was so cheaply done, it just seems like they busted this thing out as quickly as possible just to kind of, like, get it out there and put it on Netflix and... It didn't seem like a cartoon that anybody really put any heart and soul into. Well, something that nobody put any heart and soul to was the second thing I watched on Netflix this week. Harry and Megan! Because we needed that fucking documentary, didn't we? Oh, wow, I didn't see this. But yeah, I knew this came out. Right. Oh, it definitely did. Um, so... 
during uh, uh, during watching this, uh, there were three things on my mind. Like, first and foremost, Fro, you have to be neutral. You're just uh, watching two people complaining about things. So, the thing that they complain most about mm-hmm. is how fucking media is so uh, atrociously against them and how media is treating them as shit and how media is all it's fake news and and uh, paparazzi and uh they they destroy people and blah 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 and i i kind of feel like that is interesting and enough to come with that kind of accusation while using fucking media (laughs) it's 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 a little hypocritical a tiny 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 bit hypocritical i mean i guess you could make a distinction between like the british tabloids which i would say that that portion of media specifically is mean to them more than like I would say the U.S. media in general is fairly positive on them, right? So I think it depends mm-hmm. on if they... I haven't seen it, you saw it, but it, they would have to, like, narrow down on that specific, like, uh, type of media, uh, the Daily Mail and, but it, and the yeah, Sun but it was and very much like tabloid yeah, newspapers. Was, yeah, but it was very much like every media, every paparazzi, everyone... Is against us, and uh, right. CNN has been so mean to us over the years, right? Yes, yeah. So that was the first claim that I kind of like felt, and then there was this racism thing, the racism, racism in in the royal family and also in Britain because hmm. this is, huh? Sorry, I said yeah, mm. and this is maybe the most interesting part because. Uh, and I didn't think about this, but they got engaged just around like Brexit, when that was on like the the highest uh, part of uh, of uh, the Brexit debate, and I can see that a lot of of things that was said during Brexit about like keeping England clean and keep uh, keeping England white and things like that from some outer parties of the Brexit campaign could be hurtful for for everyone that's kind of like like uh, of a different color, but it felt that they were using Brexit as a smokescreen almost for for her, her like her feeling bad about being in the UK. If you kind of understand what I mean, like sure. they were using it as as a as an excuse. Uh, and the third thing that I kind of started going into of those three episodes were were uh, uh, like how how the hierarchy of the English uh, royal family worked and how it worked against itself. And that is uh, that's kind of like yeah, I guess uh, that's. Worked against itself or worked against them personally? Yes. Yeah. Against them. Against them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's from what I'm seeing, at least in news articles and things, is that most people in the UK didn't like this. I'm also seeing 
Howard Stern called them whiny bitches. Um, yeah. So I have not seen it, but I'm just reporting what I'm seeing other people report on it. So uh, maybe I'll watch it this week. Probably not, because guess what? I don't really give a shit about these people. Yeah, no, neither do I. But I, I was like thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to take a bullet for Luke. So Luke doesn't have to watch this. <laughs> sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for rich people, and to be honest, I think they could have. Uh, given a solution to this in a different way, they they could just like stop the whole king king thing and uh, abolish uh, monarchy. That's that's my 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 point of view. So I I'm maybe a little harsh giving this a one point five, but that's my honest f- fucking opinion. So uh, do they go into that at all? Uh, like getting rid of the monarchy, at least from what you saw. No. No. Okay. No. No. Not the three first episodes. That, but, uh, I mean, that like, could be I, interesting, like, I suppose, if they yeah. actually went into that. I have a feeling they're not going to go into that. But I've I've heard that the, it's like the three last episodes that are going to be more explosive. So there's people well, calling. What I'm seeing here is people are calling for them not to come to the coronation because of this documentary. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. I saw America's. Test Kitchen, The Next Generation. Uh, okay. It's a cooking show, very chopped or any other kind of cooking show, except uh, it's home cooks. Um, one thing I found interesting, you know how I always complain about them having to like jam in their personalities into these dishes to try to like yes. sell it to the judges? The very first uh, con- uh, contest they do as far as food goes... They go, you can do whatever you want. Just m- mm. make us, like, make it part of your personality. Uh, and you have to use a protein. That was the only, you have to use a protein, and then it has to, like, tell the story of your life. And that's, like, a mm. perfect way to integrate those two things without having it be ham-fisted and being like... Yeah, force. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm this, I'm whatever nationality, I'm whatever gen- yeah. gender or whatever else. It's like... They just let them, and they let them just, like, kind of create. And so I like that about it. It, it feels more free f- free form and less structured than some other cooking competition shows. I would say that's the good, one of the best parts about uh, this show. One of the bad parts is it feels very unpolished as, like, a TV show. Okay. It feels like they shot it, and then they edited it together, and they didn't add any, like, flash to it. Like, uh it's very cut and dry. Like, um, they, you know, some cooking shows, if they've got like 10 or 12 people and when they go to the like actual, uh, tasting of the food, they'll skip a few people. Cause like, you know, maybe it wasn't that interesting of a dish. They'll show them, bring it up. And then they'll, and Mm. then they'll just like kind of transition to them and show the score on the screen to kind of cut down the amount of time you're having to see this, long-winded speaking this show is like now nah, mm. we're gonna just do all that like we're not gonna skip anything it, you know what i mean uh we're gonna show them walking up we're gonna show everything without any like pomp and circumstance which that could be either seen as a positive or a negative i guess um, right, right yeah 
uh, it feels less produced, which is good, but it also feels less exciting, which is bad. Hmm. In that way, I'll give this whole thing a four, I guess. Um, it's nothing special, but it's kind of interesting because it it's different. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Cabinet of Curiosity. Uh, next to last episode. Oh, I'm going to miss this show, actually. Um, yeah, what was it all about, Luke? Uh, episode 7, The Viewing. A wealthy re- recluse hosts four accomplished guests at his stylish mansion, mansion for a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But their intrigue, <laughs> certain, uh, their intrigue soon turns to terror. There we go. That's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was one of the most pretty episodes. It was so fucking stylish. It was really well shot. It, yeah. I don't. It was either they put a really good filter on it, or it was actually filmed with uh, some type of actual film because it had this yeah. really nice film grain to it. The the colors were very um, popping, luminescent. Like the, the yeah. yeah, it had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, callbacks, not callbacks, but uh, homages. That's the word to different yes. movies. Scanners, uh, Tron. What were some mm-hmm. of the other like ones that we kind of saw? I don't know. There were other like nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties horror movie elements to it. Also, the music was very very many. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, Tangerine Dream esque, right? House of Wax, uh, the original, a- yeah, yeah, the original, uh, Alien. Oh yeah, the no, Alien I, part, I, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I really really dig this episode. Really good acting, amazing acting, actually. Maybe the best acting so far. I think it, the caliber of actors in this one was higher than any of the rest of them like every single actor oh, yeah. in this was somebody you knew from something yeah something or even one guy were like we don't really know him but then i heard him do mm-hmm. a couple lines and i was like oh, i think this guy might be a voice like cartoon voice actor we looked it up and yeah. he's been in like every cartoon you've seen in the last 10 years mm-hmm. at least in a few episodes so yeah it was like they really stacked this episode and the director we found out was like a really good director mm-hmm. um yeah, this whole I think this was definitely the be- best episode of the oh, lot. Uh, maybe the next one will be better, but uh, I don't know. In the preview at the in the first episode, we saw an episode that had uh, key of key and peel in it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or and then there or was it Jordan Peel that we saw? I don't remember. It was one of the, I don't uh, one of the peels. Yeah, it was one, either key or peel, and we haven't seen that episode yet. So I'm assuming that's the last episode. Maybe it the ha- last one. Yeah. Either that or they they uh, they tricked us. Uh, Full site advertising. Right in their own like opening episode. That would be weird to do, but it would be funny. But yeah, this episode we didn't even say what it was about. It was about a. Group of people who go uh, to this mansion and they end up. I don't know. That's kind of the weird part. The plot of it is like, why did they get there? But I think I, what I realized yeah. after watching it is that the guy was being instructed by this alien creature to yes. get these people to, to get it, them there. Yeah, his house so that this alien creature could like absorb their being, um, mm-hmm. so that it could uh, become an entity. Because right now it was just like a blob of jelly. Yeah. Uh, no, I give this 9.5 this episode. I really, really liked it. I'll give it a 9. I think it's yeah. d- definitely the best episode, but I, I 
Let's leave a little room for the next one. Uh, yeah, that's why I said 9.5. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so there's this uh, 0.5. <laughs> Honestly, I, I would have a hard time seeing it, yeah. the next one being better, because this one was like almost tailor-made so for things that I like. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I have a... Like, uh, me personally, I think this one might be the better best episode, but I feel like maybe the next one mm-hmm. is going to be more like one that you, universally people would like better. Like it's going to be more, uh, uh, less niche, I guess is the word. Yeah. Yeah. Less, yeah. This was very well, niche. Like, uh, very much so. Yeah. It was going for a very stylistic interpretation of, uh, 1980s, like movie culture. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jenny Ortara says she had COVID uh, during uh, filming the Wednesday dance that has become so popular. And this this has become quite a controversy because people some people are saying like, why, like she kind of said it in a way where she's like, oh man, it was so hard for me, it was aw- awful to film that scene, but it turned out so great. Mm-hmm. Kind of putting it off like, you know, I I was so cre courageous to do this and i was so it was tough for me but i like pushed through and persevered to get it done kind of thing and people are like mm-hmm. wait you were filming while you had covid <laughs> <laughs> around a whole bunch of people <laughs> uh you know what i mean yeah uh, it says here the situation with jenny ortega having covid while filming wednesday just proves we have learned nothing about the pandemic it's not a good thing to work while you're sick i don't blame her at all f- uh, but Netflix should be ashamed that they put all those people at personal risk. Uh, that was a, a Twitter post or that somebody. Mm. Uh, Jenny Ortega having COVID while filming the dancing from Wednesday is just tr- just poor set management. Uh, she was fatigued and contagious. So, yeah, another thing is people are like, why did they force her to work when she had COVID? Because they mm. she said that they were. They hadn't, she hadn't tested positive yet, but she was sick and she was still working. So they're like, there's one, one side of people that are like, oh, poor her. They, the, uh, production people forced her to work. Poor Jenny Ortega. And there are other people who are like, why the hell were you working, uh, while you had COVID? Like you should have just left the set. So there's one side mm-hmm. that is mad at her and the other side that's feeling sorry for her. It's a weird mm-hmm. Uh, a weird thing happening with this whole thing. And it all comes out of that, like you said, that the dance has become a meme online and people love oh, it. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, they love, love, love that dance. And that's where the interview also started, is that the interviewer was saying, oh, you know, give, get, getting the background and story about it because it became so popular, so. Mm. Okay, look, uh... I know that you love books, and I love books. Uh, I'm right now in the middle of uh, a book by Ted Decker. Have you heard about him? Uh, no. He's a kind of a science fiction writer, uh, but uh, he uh, this is a crime book. Uh, it's called Heaven's Vager, and it's the first in the Heaven trilogy book. Okay. And uh, you can get that free and other books at uh, audibletrial.com slash ADZ. That's audibletrial.com slash ADZ. Uh, the way that it works is that you, you get it there. You get a free membership, a totally free membership. You don't pay anything. 
uh, for uh, one book. Uh, and if you want to cancel uh, your membership after one month, you get to keep the free book. Uh, and uh, we don't think you will cancel. Uh, you will probably do as me and have uh, like a thousand books on Audible. But uh, yeah, you can do that on audibletrial.com slash A-D-Z. The Golden Globe uh, nominees have been announced, so let's go through that a little bit. We don't ever predict them, so we can go a little deeper nope. than we normally do. Uh, mm -hmm. Best motion picture, Avatar, that's not even, like it just can't, it's get best motion picture, it just came out. Uh, Tar, yeah. I think is kind of uh, interesting. Top Gun Maverick was paid for by the military to get in there. The Fablemans and Elvis. You saw Elvis, and you said it was terrible. Yeah, I didn't like Elvis. Loved Tar, though. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to see Tar, because here's another one. Best performance by an actress. Tar by Kate Blanchett. Uh, oh. Olivia Coleman for Emperor, uh, Empire of Light. Viol Davis, The Woman King. Anna de, Dream de Armas for Blonde. Uh, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Uh, yeah, Fablemans is definitely a movie that I'm going to watch this week because uh, we're soon doing our <laughs> movie list for 2000. I mean, I bet Viola Davis wins that one, though, right? That's oh, my yeah. guess. Oh, yeah. I also like that movie, so I wouldn't mind that. Uh, best Actor, Austin Butler, Elvis, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Hugh Jackman, The Son, Bill Nye? Living, mm -hmm. I don't. I haven't heard that of that person or that movie. Jer Jeremy Pope for the inspection. Okay, I would love for Brendan Fraser to win that. That would be fun. Brendan Fraser is going to win. Everybody says that. Uh, I really, really want to see it. Uh, it's a Darren Aronofsky movie, so. That w I mean, it would be such a great like comeback story for him yeah. as a like as an actor. Uh, musical or comedy, Best Picture, Babylon, The Banshees of In. Insert Shireen, Everything Everywhere All, All at Once, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Triangle of Sadness. Uh, yeah. I've, yeah, I have only seen two of <laughs> the movies on this list. I think Everywhere probably is going to win, yeah. but I haven't I, seen, I, I I haven't seen, I've only seen that one movie, so. Uh, yeah. Glass Onion comes out on Netflix, like, next week or the week after, so. The week after, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I I love Triangle of Sadness, but I do think everywhere, everywhere, all at once, I, uh, probably will win there. Uh, let's go down to best animated. Uh, Pinocchio, Inuo, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, which I pro I need to add that to my list of things to see this week. I forgot. Oh that yeah, movie. I really want to see it. I really want to see that. Yeah, I forgot about that movie completely. Like. Totally slipped my mind. Uh, Puss in Boots and Turning Red. Uh, yeah. What do you think there? Del Toro, probably? Well, I... Yeah, I think the Pinocchio, probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, best Director? We'll talk about that movie a little later. Like, literally right after we do this. Let's, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's go down to Best Director, James Cameron for Avatar, uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel... Uh, Sherint? Sh 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 Everything Everywhere, like Baz Luhrmann for Elvis, Martin McDonough for Banshees, Steven Spielberg for Fablemans. 
That's a stacked yeah. category. James Cameron, Baz Luhrmann, is... and Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Plus these yeah. other, uh, plus these other two who I would say everywhere, every, everywhere, er, everything everywhere is one of the best movies this year. So at least to me. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's a stacked. Uh, yeah, that's stacked. Yeah, uh, Banshees and The Fablements. I'm going to see this week. So. Yeah, the, I don't. I don't know any that. other categories you want to touch on here. I don't want to. Uh, let's do television uh, uh, fast. Best okay. television series drama: Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, Ozark, and Severance. I really hope Severance get the more love. Uh, uh, that's an amazing TV show. Okay, uh, then let's just do best uh, actor and actress stuff. So, uh, actress in a drama. Emma Darcy, House of the Dragon, Laura Linney for Ozark, Amelia Stanton for The Crown, Hilary Swank for Alaska Daily, and Zendaya for Euphoria. I've literally only seen one of these shows somehow, but... I really need to see Alaska Daily. It's not that good. (laughs) It isn't? No. It's, It's like a pretty standard, like, ABC drama show. Okay. Like, pretty standard network drama. Actor in a television series, Jeff Bridges for The Old Man, uh, Kevin Costner for Yellowstone, Diego Luna for Andor. I have heard a lot of good things about Andor, but I'm a little tired of <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, Bob Ordenkirk for Better Call Saul or Adam Scott for Severance. I really hope uh, Adam Scott or Jeff Bridges get it. I really love The Old Man. That was a good show. Uh, yeah, so, um, let's look at nominations really quick, uh, for, like, TV distributors. That's the most interesting one of these breakdown things. Uh, HBO Max 14, Netflix 14, Hulu 10, mm-hmm. FX, FX 9, that's the surprising one for me. Right yeah. There. Um, but I guess Better Call Saul is probably a lot of that, right? Yeah, yeah. I would think so. Yeah, so... That's the Golden Globes. Uh, we'll talk about it when it happens, probably a little bit, but we're not going to really predict it. The Golden Globes are nope. they're just a little too of a weird, not that they important. They're a little too all over the, the the board, and nobody fucking cares about them. That's yeah. why well, we don't touch them. That's why we only predict Emmys and, and Oscars. That, and it's a little easier to like break down like one's TV, one's movies, and this one's, like, like you yeah. said, all over the place, so... Uh, let's talk about movies. I saw a bunch of movies this week. Um, cool. So I will start, I guess. Uh, let's talk about one that you saw already, The Invita- the Invitation. Uh, yeah. This is a movie about a woman who gets invited by a long-lost relative. Like, she does one of those 23andMe things, finds out she has a long-lost fam- like family relation to somebody in England. She meets up with her cousin i think it is she gets invited to a wedding uh and this wedding it, it turns out to not be the type of wedding she thought it it turns to be a, <laughs> a red wedding to 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 like to put <laughs> it in a way one. without ruining yes. anything yeah it's a horror movie it's you know it's a very horror movie horror movie the concept is really interesting but you know the acting's mid-level the cinematography is pretty mid-level it's you know just above B horror movie level a horror movie to me. Um, yeah, some of it, the um, 
the special effects are decent, so that helped uh, a bit. But I would say overall, I'd give it a probably a six. Cool. I saw a Korean movie called called Alienoid. Alienoid. Uh, it is about this uh, swordman that has this. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Swordman. Okay. Yeah, swordman. Sword. Well, how do you say it? Sword. No, it just sword? I don't. I I just picture a person that is like a like a anthropomorphic sword. Oh, oh no! He has a sword. He's a <laughs> yeah. sword man. Okay. And he wants to uh, find this uh, legendary and divine uh, sword, and this is in the dynasty, and it's kind of like uh, he chases it, and uh, then he uh, ch- uh, finds out that uh, there's an alien prison that has. Uh, imprisoned it in uh, 2022. Okay. And going after it. Yeah, it's it's very, very, very cool. Uh, it's two, 2 hours and 22 minutes. I give it a 9 look. Really recommend it to you. I think you will love it. Did you check the credits and make sure it's not sponsored by the Church of Scientology? Because it sounds like a familiar story <laughs> to me. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's very good and very very fun. Okay, I, what was it called again? Yeah, I, Alienoid. That's got to be a translation, right? That's got because that's a silly translation from Korean or whatever you said it was. Alienoid. Yeah. Yes. All right, I saw uh, two movies with Ashley Green in them this week. I didn't even okay. know this who this person was, but. She's strange. I I had to look her up because in the first movie I saw her, she was not. She was a side character, but I thought I was like, is that Alexa Bliss in this movie? Because they look <laughs> identical. Like I ended up going and looking up individual pictures of them, and it's like they look the same. This lady, this actress Ashley Green, she was in this movie I saw, Immaculate Room. Have you seen okay. this? It's called oh the Immaculate Room. Um, I still haven't seen it. It's called. It's got Kate Bosworth and Emil Hirsch in it. So pretty good actors. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's about a couple who, um, they get, it's they get put into a room. It's all white. It's got a bed. It's got a bathroom with a shower and stuff. But it's just solid white all the way across. It's it's only just like a table, a chair, and a bed and a bathroom. And and they have to stay in there for fifty days. And if they do, they win $5 million. Just the two of them. There's no outside contact. Oh, yes. I've seen the trailer for this. Um, and so it's very kind of Big Brother-esque, except, like, if you were to take Big Brother to the extreme. You know what I mean? Um, right. No contact. It, they, there's, like, a computer voice, very Big Brother kind of computer voice that tells them what to do. You never actually see them come in, so you just start in the room and then they walk in like the camera starts in the room they walk in and then you experience everything with them from there um obviously 50 days in an all-white room uh would drive anybody crazy right um but then the room itself starts to kind of uh add things and put things in to mess with them um yeah the 
the concept is super interesting. The acting is pretty good. It's not, yeah, I wouldn't even call it mid-tier. I'd call it uh, above mid-tier. You know, mm. both of these, you know, Kate Bosworth and Emil Hirsch are very good actors. So, and they're pretty much the only people in it, I would say. Um, the whole thing is really low budget, though, you know, because it's all filmed in one room. It's very, you know, uh, easy to shoot and easy to, to produce. Uh, according to the Rotten Tomatoes, it has 30%, so pretty low there, but I would give it a, a 7. It's like one of those movies that it's kind of a, a Luke movie. I really like psychological thrillers, so, you know... Mm. Uh, it's got 80% audience score, though, on Rotten Tomatoes. I would recommend it to you, Fro. I think it's one that you would like. But it's definitely, like, a very Luke movie. Well, what I don't... Well, do I think this is a Luke movie? Yeah, it's it's weird enough to be a Luke movie. Uh, because we talked a little about it before, but I saw Triangle of Sadness this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Uh, so this is about a celebrity model couple that gets invited to this luxury cruiser uh, for like the uber, uh, uber, uber uh, uh, rich people. And it's helmed uh, by this unhinged captain. And uh, well, what starts out as a very nice and very cool trip on the ocean ends in uh, something else. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it has one of the coolest throw-up scenes I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, there's a lot of puking in this movie. So if you're... So... If you happen to be averse to that? Yes. Okay. Um, I will give it an 8. I think it... I, I think you will like it. I think that's a good disclaimer because there are some people that like have actual phobia of, oh, yeah. of vomit. I'm not one of them, so I could check it out. But even when I look it up on Google, the first Google image when you look up this movie on Google is a lady mm -hmm. in like a wedding gown or something. Not like a nice party dress, and she's just vomiting all over the place. So yeah, yeah. It says it won four prizes at the Euro European Film Awards. Oh yeah, and it won the uh, um, uh, the French uh, award. So this director has got some kind of like kink, probably right? Some vomit kink. I don't know, but he won. He won for another movie that's also one of my favorite movies of all time. So, but uh, yeah, I, I liked it. It uh, it's a really really different movie. Uh, okay, I saw the... Or it's not called The. It's called Wrong Place with Bruce Willis. Oh, my God. Did you see this? Yes. Um, it also has Ashley Green in it. Uh, she's the one that plays the daughter in this, so if you saw that, oh, then okay. you know who Ashley Green okay. is. Doesn't she look okay, like cool. Alexa Bliss? A little, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe more in the other movie than this movie, uh, but... Uh, when you if you look up the two next to each other like in image search they it's like crazy how much they look alike. But I find it funny that we both saw Bruce Willis movie this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one uh, this one came out a while ago. I think I remember you. You uh, definitely saw this. Yeah, this is about uh, he's a 
ex-police police chief. His daughter's coming into town to see him. She uh, hasn't seen him in a while. And she's going to mm. um, introduce him to his, her girlfriend for the first time. Uh, but he ends up getting... He's working as a security guard after he retires, I guess. Or they force him to retire, but... Uh, and he gets in a scuffle at his job, and it ends up that the person he scuffles with is, like, in this methamphetamine biker gang, and so he of gets... Uh, <laughs> he arrests the guy, the guy gets arrested in the, in the gang, It's specifically the guy's brother comes after Bruce Willis to try to shut him up so that they can bust his... or get, get him out of jail, you know, kill the witness so we can get my brother out of jail kind of thing. Uh, but the daughter gets involved, and it goes from there. It's an action movie. You've seen a f- bunch of movies like this in your lifetime, probably. It's nothing special. It's nothing amazing. The dialogue is god-awful in this. Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, there's some interesting like plot devices, I guess. Like He has this whole thing where his, he's this ex-police ch- police chief, so he's kind of booby-trapped his whole compound, but they didn't do a great job of integrating it. I felt like they could have used that booby trap thing in this a whole lot more and had it been kind of an interesting mm-hmm. plot device that they just didn't do a whole lot with. Overall, I give this movie uh, a three. I gave it a three when I saw it as well. I don't think it was this week, by the way. I think I saw it when it came out. It's Yeah, it came out a while ago, so yeah. Yeah. Well, the last movie I saw was Pinocchio. Do you oh. have anything else? Yeah, the last or the other thing I saw besides Pinocchio was Gone in the Night. Um, oh, cool! With Winona Ryder. I don't know if and Dermot yes. Mulroney. Mulroney. Uh, yeah, it was a very. You, did you see this when it came out? Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's really fun. It it's kind of been on. I want to say Hulu or something for a while. It's scary. Okay. Like, and every time I go there, it seems to be the first thing staring me in the face. But I never... Yeah. I just never have clicked it. And so last... Uh, yeah. No, not last night. Night before last, I was kind of, you know, doing the uh, scanning through every uh, streaming service trying to find something thing. And finally, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to click it. Yeah, the whole thing was really interesting the way it was... The storyline was put together because you kind of see a whole... Like, this whole scene of what happens and then over the course of the movie it reveals each little part of what happened was different than you think it was initially and so the, mm. the storyline is the best part of this it's, the editing is also pretty okay but there were certain really cheesy uh, effects that they did the doubling over of the forest and things like that um, yeah the, the movie itself storyline-wise, is amazing. The acting is pr- pretty good. Uh, you know, it's not great, great. Uh, but I think as far as, like, a thriller action, what would I give this? It's definitely better than The Invitation, and it's got a higher production value than, uh, say, I guess, The Immaculate Room, which I also saw this week. i give it a mm-hmm. 7.5. Um, I don't know. It's worth checking out, definitely. Yeah, I really liked it. I remember it as uh, one of the best, like, kind of that movies I had seen in quite a while. 
it's the storyline, the way it kind of uh, reveals itself over time is what's so interesting about it, yeah. Yeah. Well, then we sadly saw Pinocchio. It came out on Disney this week. I I have to say that I was I had very high expectations going in. It it was on Netflix, not not Disney. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Did I say Disney? Yeah, you said, but that's an easy mistake oh. to make because it's Pinocchio. So <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it's it's a bad movie. Look, it wasn't great. The animation no. is really well done and very like. Yep. The one thing we can say about it is it took they took a lot of time and effort in put it right into that animation that the uh, claymation I should say. And it looked really beautiful. It looked really amazing. Then yep. they just kind of dropped the ball on everything else. The voice acting was pretty bad. The songs were awful. Yeah. And then they yeah. kind of forgot halfway through it was a musical. And just stopped singing, yeah. doing any kind of songs. Because what was my joke at the time? I was like, I guess they realized the songs were bad and just were like, fuck it. We'll just stop doing songs here. <laughs> they had one good yeah. song, and that was like the last one. They're like, okay, that one was good. So just let's stop there. Stop where we're mm -hmm. ahead with the songs. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's. It, I, I really have some thoughts about it because. After we watched it, I, I talked to my dad about it. And I said, one of the reasons why I hated it as much, much as I did was because I have so high expectations of a director that I love so much. Right. Uh, and this was supposed to be like his passion project that took years and years right. and years to make, right? Yeah. There is a 30-minute documentary about how they made this movie that is shit more interesting than the movie. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the process of doing claymation is incredibly tedious and uh, yeah, know, yeah. takes so much time. And, and the whole, so, whole like, thing about like the interview that they have with him and how much he loves the story and how much this has been a passion project for him. And then he goes and fucks it so totally up, off. That is kind of like... It, it, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised of... How much I hated it, I'm I'm really really surprised. I'm the one that usually say uh, says like musicals are cool and things like that. And even even I was like, holy fuck, the music in this is atrocious. It was like and... it wasn't mixed well enough. Like the sound or the the vocals were too low in certain songs, so like mm -hmm. they got drowned it out, and it sounded like they didn't add any effect. Like to the vocal, it was just solid, like, they didn't add any, you know, auto-tune or, like, reverb or anything to, like, Right, and there give was it... a lot of, like, exposition talking, exposition talking uh, with singing. It was, uh, now I'm doing this, and it's very, very fun. Right, it and wasn't singing I, as much like, as it was, like, yes. uh, sing, uh, talk singing, like you would see in, like, a yes. play or something like that. Where it's very offbeat of like what the music you're hearing and yeah, it, it felt like they like I said they spent all the time animating it and then they were like shit we spent all this time and money we need to get this thing out and so a lot of like post production as far as like the uh, audio mixing and the editing and other things like that kind of went by the wayside and maybe weren't looked at as closely 
Um, I mean, it's still winning. Yeah, it's I, still nominated for a Golden Globe for animation, yeah. and, that, and that's solely based on how well the claymation was done. I think. I I also think that, but when when people are like saying this should be nominated for movie of the year, by the Oscars because it's so deep, uh, deeply emotional, and it's such an amazing movie. I really don't understand what fucking movie they have been watching because it's sure is wasn't the Pinocchio I watched this week because I I think one of my biggest gripes with this was the voice of Pinocchio like when you have a main character that is the main fucking character don't make his voice the most annoying fucking sound you have ever heard I think that was the sound mixing also. Like I said, if they they could have, like, softened his voice up, cleaned it up, like, made it... they Like, there's so much technology now that, like, you can take somebody who doesn't know how to sing at all. And I'm not... Obviously... Yeah. And you can, like, make it sound like they can sing well. So you could take this voice, this same voice, and, like, kind of clean it up, add it... Uh, just give it a little more... I don't, less... What's the word for it? Uh, the annoying part of it is like the high uh, pitchness and kind of drawn outness of it. So if you were to like add a little uh, bass reverb into it to make it, you know, it just sounds too raw. It sounds like they yeah. just had a kid go into a studio and record it, and then they didn't do any post production on the audio at all, and then just stuck it into the movie, and it just doesn't sound right. I think that's what really is annoying about it. And because mm -hmm. I don't, obviously this child actor, I don't want to say he personally is annoying or anything. Right. No, it's, it, no, yeah. it, there's nothing to do with him. It's just like, like when you did the audio for this, like who did the fuck did you hire? Did you hire like the most annoying scene from dumb and dumber when Jim Carrey goes, uh, <laughs> the dolphin. <laughs> right. Like, it, it reminded me of that. Yeah, no. And I, I said it to you as well. Like, yeah, there, there is this like, Oh, this was his passion project. Uh, he wanted to, this to be as good at, as uh, it could be. And, and he, he, he clearly loved it, but I didn't. But, uh, yeah. You know what so... else I realized is that one of the main morals of Pinocchio as, of, as a story is that lying will get you in trouble. Right. The only thing that lying did in this movie was help them escape a whale. <laughs> yeah. So that whole concept, that moral got lost completely, I think. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of this. And the, a lot of the story also got lost. Like, where where was the bear drinking and the donkey? Well, it, this was a total in, different interpretation of the story. I understand, like that. Yeah. But getting the whole moral being lost, that kind of is oh, pretty wild. But you know, it's an interpretation, I guess. Whatever. I we just didn't enjoy it. I think that's the that's the. I thing. said four to you when I talked to you about it, but I'm actually going to see it. Say three point five now. It just has. Actually, I, I'm still gonna stay with a four. Just I think the animation, yeah. you know, it it's, takes a long time to do that. I I respect the the amount of time it takes to to do a claymation thing like that. Yeah. Cool balloons. Okay, what is the next movie we will see some trailer from? 
let's watch a trailer for a movie called Emperor Empire, not Emperor, Empire of Light. Searchlight. One okay. awards of things. Look around you. This whole place is for people who want to oh, escape. I love people who don't Olivia belong Coleman. anywhere else. How do you feel? Sam Mendes. Mm-hmm. It looks like a playhouse or a movie theater or something. I love this music. It's very well shot. You can already tell that just from a few seconds. Yeah. It's loud. The cops give up. Don't let them tell you what you can or can't do. Those carnival rides are the worst. They just smash you against your friend. You know what I'm talking about? Those spinny ones. All these people. I'm the only one who knows the truth. Do you understand me? I'm the only one! It looks interesting. Yeah, but I have no idea what it's about from the trailer. I think it's a racy to racy movie. Here's the coming home. I mean, it's about a woman falling in love with a black man. It, did you get that? I didn't get that at all. Okay. Mm. Who knows? Well, what is this totally Oscar-nominated movie all about? I can soon start <laughs> actually say that. <laughs> a romance develops in a beautiful old cinema on the south coast of England in the 1980s. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like maybe that's what what it's about. 6.6 uh, .6 out of 10 on IMDb, 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, 54% on Metacritic, 81% of Google users liked it. Like you said, Olivia Coleman, Michael Ward, Colin Firth. Um... Yeah, let's see what I what I got as far as I went to IMDb. Okay, oh, a lot of people talking about it there. I did get one bad one, I think. Let me see where is it. Uh, here it is. One of the worst films of the year from Aos Aos Aosa Dems fifteen. It was one of the worst films I have watched this year. Incredibly disjointed, sloppy, and cheated its way through the runtime. One of the most insulting things, actually two of the most insulting things about the film, aside from the tact on, uh, was the serious exoticism, right-wing, let's play off the liberal arts. The second thing is that, so they're saying it's like, it's like a right-wing movie that's, Mm, trying to right. pretend to be liberal, I guess. The second thing is that the central character, unfulfilled characterization and backstory related to uh, the devastation on mental health. So, yeah, they, they, I think they just weren't happy, definitely, about, like, the message it was portraying, I guess. Mm. Well, uh, Earl S. gave it one star and said, slow-paced, pointless plot, boring story, not worthy of good actors. English accent made dialogue difficult to follow. Yeah, because you Americans. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's do... I got a middle-of-the-road one. Uh, Aries 42-4431076 says, uh, The cinematography is quite beautiful and enjoyable as 
the scoring, the as is the scoring, the performance are great and hold the movie together as the cast does a great job. That being said, watching the cast was quite, uh, oh, that being said, all these themes have great potential to start important conversations, but you have to commit to one and explore it fully. Instead, the movie touches on all of them and dances around the, these throw and throws in a bunch of sex scenes, some which are completely unnecessary. So, yeah. Mm. Alexander SB gave it full stars and said, amazing movies gets more intense, but very reliable themes, uh, keeps it very realistic. Fair warning. It has a darker tones, but it, it's a great movie to watch if you want to see something more sophisticated. Okay, so uh, another movie that came out this week to the end. Uh, following four women of color who are key players in the Green New Deal, the new plan to address the climate change, economic justice, and racial justice. Oh, it should say it follows, but yeah, uh, it's a documentary about AOC, uh, and the squad, I'm assuming. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's got 5.2 out of 10 on IMB, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry. That's nice. Uh, I have to skip, uh, okay, I can do this. Uh, Blanqueta is, uh, lives in a foster home. For minors, run by Father Manuel, a sexual scandal involving businessmen and politicians puts uh, Bianca and Moel in the eye of the police. Uh, this has 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb and 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, okay. The sparring partner, I don't have a description for. Oh, here we go. The, based on a shocking case in real life, a young man partners with his friend to murder and dis... Remember his parents, pleading not guilty to the crime, defense attorneys face each other as nine jurors grapple with the truth. Uh, yeah, I got... Is there any scores? Uh, no. Okay. The Whale, that we have talked about. Uh, an obese and re uh, reclusive English teacher tries to reconnect with this strange teenage daughter for one last uh, chance of redemption uh, directed by Darren Aronofsky and uh, uh, of course uh, it it will uh, win a bunch of prizes for Brandon Fraser uh, it has 8.3 out of 10 on RMDB uh, just 67% on Rotten Tomatoes and 60% on Metacritic, but 91% of Google users like this movie. Uh, it's low on Rotten Tomatoes for an Oscar candidate. Yeah. Uh, confessions. Yo Min Ho, CEO of an IT company, becomes this prime suspect in a murder that occurred in a locked room. Attorney Yang Shi A hasn't lost in her career and takes on his case. This is South Korean. Uh, it just came out in the US, I think. So, uh, let's see. 80% of Google users liked it. 7 out of 10 on IMDb. I don't see any Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes? That mm. seems strange. 70% and then yeah, 30%? That, 
Yeah. Does it have a... That's quite a jump. Oh, no, this... Okay, that's why. This is uh, from 2021 Confessions. Okay, that's the wrong movie. Mm. That's why. Okay, sorry. No Rotten Tomato score. Uh, Loudmouth uh, is an interview never seen uh, before footage of uh, the life of Reverend uh, Al Sharpton. Uh, the polarizing civil rights activist who spends decades fighting for social social charge. This has a 5.2 on IMDb, a 64% on Rotten Tomato, and a 58 on Metacritic. Alright, so which movie do we want to see? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think. I guess The Whale, mostly just because of the hype around it, right? Yeah, I really want to see The Whale, but Empire of Light... That trailer was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good number two there. And the reviews, like, that that mid-level review and that, like, one out of ten, those were really yeah. hard to find. Like, the, there was, really, like, the, like, there was one one out of ten, basically, in the whole IMDb. Yeah. yeah. The same on Rotten Tomatoes. So it was extremely hard to find a bad review. All right, coming next week, News of the Week, TV and Movies of the Week, Cabinet of Curiosity, Episode 8. Uh, final one. Uh, yeah. Another digital review of Avatar: The Way of Water. I guess we're going to talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. So we have decided uh, not to do a TV show before January again. Uh, the reason we have decided to do that is very easy. Uh, for first and foremost, there wasn't that many shows to <laughs> choose from. None of them really spoke to us, but we're actually doing, uh, after this last episode of Cabinet of Curiosity, we're doing four weeks with pretty intense uh, movie and TV watching. So we kind of want to concentrate on that because we have the four uh, ongoing uh, 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 teams of, of, of uh, the uh, podcast. At the end of the uh, year, we always do uh, top five favorite uh, and least favorite m- movies of the uh, year, and then TV the week after that. Then the first podcast after the new year, we will do the biggest scandal of 2022 tournament, and then we will do uh, our uh, most anticipated movies and TV shows of 2023. So those four weeks are pretty intense for us when it comes to research and and uh, yeah, just watching a lot. I know that I I've put a lot of time away to to watch to a lot of things that I haven't seen that I need to get upon. So we want to concentrate for that for for for. for Four weeks, but we promise you we will come back. Okay, Jeremy round. Yes, Jeremy round. Pew 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 pew. pew. Uh, I saw Mr. Beast uh, Rock Paper Scissor tournament on uh, his channel for uh, commercializing feastables. That I didn't see that. Did that happen? Oh, yeah. Was it on his regular channel or on one of his ten other channels? <laughs> I think it was his regular channel. Okay. Mm. I somehow completely missed that. Okay. Was it like a live thing or was it a, a yes. video? Oh, yeah, it was a no, live, it was a live yeah. thing. Because yeah. now, like, the way YouTube 
is set up if you want to see like live it's in a separate tab than like videos it's so annoying yeah um it's so annoying there's a few oh. things with this new the way it's set up that are really annoying me the new yeah uh, interface that they have going on what was the one thing that really annoyed me recently i don't know but there was something that like uh oh right you can't um in your in your uh list of people your su subscription list you can't um mm -hmm. it used to be that you could be like order this by a to z or order it by watch not watch or something like that and now it's just set up like the last person that did a video and you can't uh, sort by a to z so it's like impossible mm -hmm. to find a certain creator if you're trying to find them in the subscription uh, in your subscriber list which is like the dumb mm -hmm. why why even have the list then if if you can't find somebody <laughs> in the list right that's the yeah, worst no, thing about silly. this this whole thing yeah uh, what else? Oh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg has a, a YouTube kids channel, apparently. <laughs> yes. I saw that. Did you see that video, the Mimulus video yes. about it? Yeah, I went, that's, yeah. it is really just like, uh, Coco Melon, Snoop Dogg Coco Melon or something, right? It's really mm. weird. Uh, I saw a three hour live stream of, uh, Choo Choo Charlie by Mike Pryor. Oh, did you watch the whole thing? I, I, I looked interesting. I kind of skimmed through it, but I I didn't watch it yet. Uh, oh, yeah, no. It was interesting. Is it like a point-and-click adventure game, or what, what? is it just like a regular horror game? It's a regular uh, horror game. Yeah, okay. I'm more interested yeah. in, like, point-and-click story. Because yeah, like, has... they more have, like, more storyline, usually. Yeah. It has clicking point, um, points to it. Is what I would Certain say. mechanics, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a lot going on on YouTube, I don't think, this week. Uh, nope. Oh, the, the uh, Brittany Broski came back to H3. That, that was, I mean, she's she's always funny. She, like, she's just yeah. a great uh, talent, I think, all in all. Yeah. That. Uh, there was some drama this week, at least, when it comes to her. Apparently, yeah. People were saying her podcast got can or not canceled, yep, but the, like canceled. she, her, her, what was it? Uh, the person she was doing the podcast with started putting out some like cryptic, uh, Twitter posts and Instagram posts, being like, mm -hmm. "We're not doing the podcast this week or whatever," and people kind of interpreted it. Have you seen anything more about that as to whether? It, no. Yeah. No. You saw the same rumors I was seeing though, so yeah, it wasn't just I saw me. Hot, hot tea. <laughs> oh, is that where you saw? I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's his name? The the Scottish kid with the blonde hair, whatever his name is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's good too. Uh, I don't follow him, but sometimes he just pops up in my recommended. And he, yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's let's talk about that for two seconds, won't you? Wait, because I found the best channel in the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just like school announcements. I don't know why. It, why did you even send this to me? Because it's just like the weirdest. It's school. It's school announcements from a public school, and it gets uploaded every day. And it's the most fun thing I have ever seen in my entire life. It's very ridiculous love, for sure. It. I love the cringe. <laughs> it's 
so cringe. Actually, it's, I hadn't even thought of looking in the comments of it yet. I just kind of like skimmed one of the videos and was like, oh, okay, I understand mm-hmm. what this is. I mean, yeah, there was yeah. one posted seven hours ago. Oh, mm-hmm. the comments are turned off, obviously, because it's for kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's on YouTube Kids. It says try yes. YouTube Kids right here. Yes. It would be so, so funny if your, like, little cousin or something was on their little YouTube iPad that's running YouTube Kids, yeah. and all of a sudden they get school announcements for North Carolina or whatever the hell this school is. <laughs> so it's Winster Public School. I have not Googled where it is in the country. No, I don't think we should reveal that kind of... That, that, oh, we don't okay. want, Yeah, it... Yeah. <laughs> Bleep that out. <laughs> no, it, it's fine. You know, it's it's on YouTube, so... Uh, yeah. I bet they're not the only school that does it either. So, yeah. But it's so fun to, uh, to watch. Yeah, I have so much fun with it. Every day I, I, I go like, yeah, okay, what are... Especially, I'm, I'm trying to guess what they have for lunch every week or every day. Uh, I made it probably game. all the same things that... Yes, that I yeah, had last when, week. That I had when I was a kid is probably the exact same. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Twitter files we should probably talk about because we didn't cut. Co- like, there's just it's it's nothing to to really talk about. No, that's just it. I know there is because I follow people like on YouTube that Oops. cover this stuff and know about this stuff, right? And like, mm-hmm. there definitely is stuff to cover, but I, I put can't put any of it in the news because. All the people covering it, at least uh, from what I'm seeing, are all very much right-wing. Uh, like, any of the interesting stuff that we would want to talk about coming out of it is all being covered by, like, the New York Post <laughs> or Fox News or News yeah. Nation or, you know, yeah. those places, uh, the a- a- Epoch Times, like, all the worst uh, news sources. And so, like, I can't add in. I don't want to add any of that to our actual news segment, you know what I mean? Um, and anything yeah. that's being covered by anything like uh, The Guardian or anything is not either not that interesting or twisted in a way mm-hmm. to, like, make it, you know, palatable to certain people. So, look, I want you to go to Twitter and look at uh, our Prime Minister's uh, account uh, on Twitter. Okay. Jonas Garstöre, by the way, if... If anybody is wondering. Okay. Uh, it says Norwegian Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah, let me see. I mean, it's a Prime Minister and leader of the Norwegian Labour Party is what it says. Yeah. What government is he from? Norwegian government official is what it says. Does it? Okay. Because uh, whole this whole week and last week... It's it's a Nigerian. Oh, how did how does that even happen? <laughs> oh, they sh- they fixed it just before the podcast when I was going to show you how I was Nigerian. I guess yeah. Or d- did you when did you check it last? Uh, like uh, five minutes before the podcast. <laughs> I guess they are they fixed it. Let's see, did. Does it say... I mean, I can't read most of it. Does it say anything on here about, like, uh, November 20th, November 28th? I mean, he hasn't posted anything recently, so... Yeah. No, but uh, but it said uh, in the English translation, it said uh, that he was uh, <laughs> Nigerian and not Norwegian. 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Either they fixed it here, or or it was never. Or it was only a thing there, and not a thing on like in the U.S. Like on the U.S. Oh, the, in the U.S. UD? No, 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 no. The official, uh, the official uh, department for 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 uh, uh, governmental things had to be involved and talk to Twitter. Huh. Okay. But yeah, that's a little bit sad that I fixed it just before <laughs> you could see it. But yeah, that it was a big case in Norway. Yeah, you should have uh, screenshotted it, and then I could yeah. have seen it. But. Alright, uh, let's uh, watch this commercial that uh, I saw last night and was like, offended by, but not in the way that everybody in the comments was offended by it. So, uh, okay. remember I, we watched an... Uh, it was a drug commercial for, like, HIV-AIDS drug in the past. I do remember that. And you remember yes. what was wrong with that commercial? Uh, don't, no. Uh, the only people it featured in this HIV-AIDS commercial were gay men uh, and black men. And we were both like... Well, that's right, yes. This is really offensive because that's, like, an, a stereotype from the 80s that, like, does... Yes. That shouldn't really exist anymore, and yet, like, it's in this commercial. Uh, and he, in the comments, we had seen... Like, we went through the comments, I remember, and it, everybody pretty much agreed with us at the time, right? Yes. Okay, well, let's watch this commercial, and then we'll go into the comments of this commercial, all right? Okay. All right, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. Bring on another way to help protect from HIV. Okay, we have two gay men. Two black gay men. Apertude is a prescription medicine used to reduce the risk of HIV without daily prep. Okay, you go point out when the white straight couple comes on screen, bro. Apertude is the first. I will tell you right away when that happens. Okay. Or, or any straight couple. I'm yeah. pretty sure there's one straight couple in it, so... ...reducing the risk of HIV in head-to-head -head studies. It was among the most diverse PrEP studies ever conducted. You must be HIV negative to receive Apertube and get tested before each injection. If you think you were exposed to HIV or have flu-like symptoms, tell your doctor right away. Apertube does not prevent other sexually transmitted infections. Practice safer sex to reduce... Your okay. Still, there's a straight couple, though. Straight couple. Oh, yeah. Straight couple. But both of them were black. Yeah. Stop Apertude and get medical help right away. Serious side effects include allergic reactions, liver problems, and depression. Some of the most common side effects... Okay. We have, like, two guys at the subway kind of, like, hitting it off. Bring on a different way to help me stay continuously protected from HIV. Ask your doctor about long-acting Apertude today. And prep without pills. Save at Apertude.com. Okay, yeah. so... You see why that's offensive, obviously. Uh, that the stereotyping black and gay people as the, as the only people wish. who have HIV, <laughs> AIDS. Um, how is that on TV? I have no idea. But of course, when you go into the comments, it's just filled with right-wingers saying that this is grooming children. <laughs> That's not even a joke. There's nobody. Oh, there's a few, ah! but nobody's like this is offensive because uh, the fact that um, obviously not the gay and black men are not the only people who get AIDS. Everybody can get AIDS, right? Yeah. 
There are some people that are saying that here. I am seeing. Okay. Do you you want to read any of them that that aren't super uh, offensive? As a man who is attracted to men, I'm very disgusted and disproving at this commercial. Yes, I know I'm gay, but I have never felt uh, like I need to sleep around with different men. <laughs> this is some. Yes. This isn't real. This is somebody <laughs> pretending to be gay. <laughs> I just never had sex with. A man, because I honestly uh, like living by myself and have friends around me. Okay. I'm very traditional I'm a very... person, and I believe in God. Yeah, this isn't. This is somebody who's like pretending that this they're gay. This, this is fake. This is fake. Fake Fake Oh my god. This is somebody who like yeah they have a fake account to pretend to be a. a to like to totally okay what yeah. about this comment this is amazing thanks for showing my uh this showing this while my kids was watching that everyone in the comments are on the same page america's getting fed up okay cool yeah uh yeah there's a lot of really offensive comments in here but most of it's <laughs> like uh, Take CSBN for plus for making you watch this 850 times in three days. It's hard for me to find ones in here that I feel comfortable even reading, but this is this oh, one says this is some sick behavior, and I saw it during primetime te television. And they, obviously, the sick behavior he's talking about is just that they're gay. <laughs> yeah, this no. commercial caused my COVID to flare up. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, what a stupid bunch of people. I, uh, yeah, my family and six children, wife and I were watching a movie when this came on. Completely inappropriate. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. it's crazy, like, to go from that one commercial we watched and see the comments, and now that this has become, like, a right-wing <laughs> talking point of, like, grooming children... Uh, oh, here we go. Here's a good one. <laughs> no, this is what we want. I just sent this to my grandmother. She's now, now no longer with us. The Lord Jesus came to save us from our sins. Does anyone hear him, huh? Here's some quick info on how to go home to heaven when he comes in the end. And then it, it has some, like, Bible quotes and stuff. Yeah. You can cool. definitely see where, uh... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously an offensive commercial, but not for the reason that these people think it's offensive. No. It's so wild to live in, like, this reality where, like, in America, there's, like, a two different, like, time streams, two different, like, uh, yeah. ways, like, worlds that people literally live in, in, like, two different, yeah, it's nuts. Okay, uh, maybe we'll talk about this next week, but I see a report that Vince McMahon intends to return to WWE right now, so that will be interesting. I saw that it's report, uh, he's reported to have a WWE comeback. Okay, well. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. I, like, is he going to come back as... CEO, or maybe he's just yep. coming back to be an nope. actor yeah. type contractor. Yeah, no, he, he said that. Uh, he, uh, okay, let me find. Because they're like says. a publicly traded company, so he would have to get yes. approved by like the board of directors and the stockholders. And I don't think they're going to do that, but 
if he came back as like a character that played the CEO, I can see them letting him do that. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You know, it, and that would be uh, a very pro wrestling thing to do, also. Oh, McMahon re- remains the majority owner and stakeholder of WWE, and retains more individual voting power than anybody else in the company. Mm-hmm. That suggests that there at least some level of possibility that McMahon could return uh, to his previous position in WWE at some point. Okay, I guess we'll keep an eye on that. Hmm. Okay, uh, my name is Luke this week. Uh, my name is Tron, I guess? Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.